Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Everyone's going all at it. Simon and Penelope. No, it's not Penelope. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Daphne. <laughs> that would be a different show. Yeah, that would be a really different show. Welcome to That Would Bang Podcast a podcast where we talk, debate and banter about the content we watch that week. But it doesn't stop there. Not only do we discuss these shows, but we also come up with our own alternative storylines for them too. I'm your co-host, Odessi. And I'm your co-host, Patricia. And we hope you enjoy the show. Just a quick note, there might be a few spoilers in this episode, so beware. Otherwise, kick back, relax and enjoy. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of That Would Bang Podcast. This week we're joined by Lucy Moon, who is a talented content creator, blogger and podcaster, most popularly known for her YouTube channel Lucy Moon and for hosting the Sunday Social Podcast. Lucy is all about good vibes and sustainability and we're glad to have her on the show. So thank you for joining us, Lucy. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. No, we're so pleased to have you. And for the record, Yay. I really rate the sustainability stuff. Oh, thank you. Really I that. feel like I've kind of <laughs> moved away from it a bit now, which is kind of, I'm really happy with where I'm at with it. But I think I realised I had the capitalism realisation that everyone seems to be having at the moment. <laughs> now I feel like my audience <laughs> are like, what are you doing? You're buying stuff from fast fashion. And I'm like, yeah, but I will protest. <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> I'll fight the corporation. Balance. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, but I think it's more of the um, the thought and the effort and just being conscious and aware. And I think mm. your your channel was the first channel that made me realise that I have to recognise that stuff is happening <laughs> in the world and sustainability is important. So I'm going to say thank you to you because, Lucy, you, you shone a light. You shone a light. I can't lie. <laughs> thank you, guys. <laughs> I'm, glad it's, I'm glad it's getting to someone. I feel like it's so weird at the moment being a YouTuber because so much of your life is about the reception of what you make but in covid mm. none of us have really heard anything from anyone about like what we're making so i really appreciate it thank you so um what have you been watching this week what's everyone been watching this week as a whole oh my goodness we tried bling empire for the first time oh bling empire do you know what i, I actually went back and started that too <laughs> what, how far in are you did you stick with it um, I think I just didn't watch the last episode. I can't lie, it was good, but then I kind of just got, I just lost interest like really abruptly. And then I just said, I'm I'm leaving this. Like there's actually <laughs> nothing that happens. It's just rich people just walking around like with tiaras on their heads. Like I'm so rich this, I'm so rich that, I've blocked off this drive for an exclusive party. I'm just like, okay, well I'm poor, so what now? <laughs> <laughs> I found the same, we stopped after two episodes. Cause it's just, no one's likable. And in reality TV, I think mm. you've got to have your villain, which they do. Um, I can't remember her name, but they have a villain. But they don't have anyone that's like, woo, I, I like endorse you. 
So So you didn't you guys didn't vibe with um Kevin, the little oh model God. guy? No, no, no. Oh my goodness. Me. He can get in the sea. I have no <laughs> desire to be anywhere near him. He yeah. I can say many rude assumptions about him. I'm sure he's a lovely man, but he's just makes me squirm like deep inside my chest. I feel like he's always trying to be the joker, but I didn't buy that he was actually friends with them. I think they just threw him into that friendship group and said, can you just sort of... And the constant, like, um, the the privilege, uh, the constant reminder that he's not wealthy and that he mm. constantly brings it up, it's really reminiscent, I think, of a lot of my friends who reckon with their privilege a lot now and, like, are dealing with that. And it's a constant, like, oh, but, like you know, I'm working class. Trust me, I'm working class. Like, believe me. And it just goes on and on. And like, I just... For me, like, I think I like, I just like a bit of trash every now and then. So I felt like with Bling Empire, when I watched the, like, the whole drama with Baby G and them wanting to have another baby, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so juicy. I was loving that. But I'm guessing not everyone felt the same. No, I, I, I don't know. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do that bit on reality TV. I think there's certain things that I believe, like I watch Kardashians religiously. So there's a certain amount I'll believe, you know, because they've done it for what, 14 years. Maybe there's this bit they do on TV. Your first time ever talking about having a second child is on television and it's your first ever series. No, I don't buy it. <laughs> do you know what? I never thought of it like that, but now that you've said it, that's just another reason to not really rate the show. So thank I'm you. so sorry. I can't believe you got all the way to the <laughs> end and didn't watch the final episode. Is this a normal thing? It's really not normal. Like I'm known for like sticking it out, even if I don't like it. But I just like switched from the show and I've just never turned it back on. And I don't really think I'm gonna. So well, I'm gonna watch it to the end. I'll let you know how it goes. Report <laughs> <Before> back. <laughs> but Patricia, what did you watch this week? Um, so I've been watching I'm a Killer, which is a documentary on Netflix. And I know, Adesley, your face. Do you know, I don't even know what prompted me to watch this, but essentially it's about these killers on death row. And it's All basically right. them explaining like why they committed the murder they committed and basically just talking us through it and... But it's got like a really big redemptive arc on it. It's kind of like, I found God and, you know, I just want to be a productive member of society again. But I'm just really interested about like ordinary people actually having the capacity to commit murder. I think it sounds like such a crazy thing that you see on like Criminal Minds or CSI. But like realistically, these are people like you and I that can commit murder. And that's what I was kind of interested in. Um, So it was a bit dark. Um, but it was good. I would recommend it. It's actually quite interesting. <laughs> By ordinary people, can we explore the concept of ordinary people? <laughs> Do you know what? Are these people who like were 16 and got involved in a hit and run or, or like a drive-by shooting with some bad friends? Or are we talking people who have like systematically murdered other people? Like where's the... <laughs> I, I want to know what you mean. <laughs> okay, so we're definitely with the first type of people. Like, for example, one guy, he was just basically, his parents went through a divorce and he ended up being like a truant kind of bunking of school. And he was like hanging around like part of this crip gang, pretenders. Um, and <laughs> they basically wanted to, they were like doing drugs and they just needed money. So essentially they 
they coordinated this robbery of a guy and they like one of the guys snuck into the back of his car and told him to drive to an ATM. And when they did all of that, you know, they took the guy out of the car and told him to like stand at the side of the road because they were going to sort of like take his car and leave. But before they did that, they were just, they just shot him in the head. And it's basically kind of exploring like what could, what could cause you to be that instinctive and to commit that crime. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know if that answers your question, but (laughs) definitely ordinary people. Yeah. Is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. You don't look impressed. You're not watching. I know, you're not not watching. (laughs) I I don't like watching people get hurt. I don't like hearing how people got hurt. And if if they died, it's a lot. I don't know. Like, I know you're saying they're normal people. I'm sure they are. Just sounds a bit, it sounds a bit a lot. It sounds a bit a lot. (laughs) What would you do if you discovered that your friend was just like a murderer? I'm telling the police straight up. (laughs) It's just crazy. I'm ratting you out. I'm a snitch. I'm not, I'm telling you, if someone killed someone, if my friend killed someone, I cannot hide that. I would it's be true. up all night. Would you, would you cover up a murder? Would you do that? Absolutely not. I don't think I have it in me. I think the guilt would eat me up from the inside out. I think this, I think no matter what my relationship was with the person, the guilt on me would make me tell someone. Yeah. Probably the police. Exactly. That's why anyone, all my friends listening, don't come and tell me if you've done something because <laughs> I, I won't be I won't be there to back it. <laughs> I do love gossip though. Like if someone's got a good bit of gossip, I like being the one that knows and doesn't tell anyone. Not murder, mm. you know, that, that I will have to tell. <laughs> I agree, I agree. But a little bit. What were you watching this week, Adesala? I'll tell you. <laughs> I watched um, Grownish, you know, Grownish. It's the spin-off of Blackish, that is the spin-off of yeah, by Kenya Barristwart. No, is it about um the younger, uh, like a younger generation from Blackish? Exactly. So it's literally just like the daughter who's gone to uni. But mo- every time I talk about it, everyone hates the show apart from me. <laughs> literally, I've never heard people say good things. But for me, it's like it now feels like a guilty pleasure. I thought this was a common thing that people would like, but now I've realised it's a guilty pleasure pleasure um I think I watch it personally because um it has Chloe and Hallie in it and I'm I was the about biggest to fan ask of... who's in it because there's got to be someone that's like keeping you there Chloe and Hallie that's so sweet I love a bit of Chloe and Hallie to be honest and this week Chloe's been going through all her stuff on um on social media about like her sexiness and like what she puts out and I just I just vibe with her a lot like I was just, I was watching, I watched their Instagram lives like religiously because they do the funniest story times on there. <laughs> and I was just like, you guys are hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, that's what inspired me to watch Grownish this week. Yeah, I do love, I do love Chloe and Halle. I feel like they work so well as a duo. So I hate everyone that's saying that they need to split up because that's not how it works. Like they work Why? together Why as a unit. That's so weird. They're like, the whole dynamic is the duo. Yeah, that's bizarre. I can't believe people say that. I I really like him. I don't know. I think people are saying that because I feel like they just have favourites of who they prefer more. But I think the more that they've gotten older and their style and their tone and their songs have changed, like I just appreciate them as sisters and they genuinely love each other. Like I couldn't run a duo with my sister. Like we'd actually fight so much on stage. (laughs) So seeing Chloe and Hallie actually love each other, I'm like, I rate you guys. You guys are very cute. I don't really understand Grownish. Like, I don't really like any of the issues. <laughs> Blackish, grownish. I don't really see the appeal. What are they What are they on in terms of streaming service? How do you watch it? Um, or is illegally. it a... Yeah. Illegally. 
we do not endorse <laughs> illegal streaming. I just want to put Sometimes that Sometimes it's got to be there. done. Sometimes <laughs> it has to be done. Well, I don't think Grodish is available in the UK. So I've just been watching it on websites. Full stop. <laughs> There's so much good American TV that wasn't available in the UK or isn't available. I started watching Atlanta and I had to go on all the questionable sites and at the end of it, it just became too much. So I think they've just finally put it on Amazon Prime or somewhere similar. So I'm, I'm going to like dive back in. But why was it not licensed in the UK? And the same with Grownish and Blackish. Surely they should be available in the UK. It's just like a no-brainer. Like, to be honest, Atlanta was on BBC for a little bit. And then they took it was off. Was it? Really? Yeah, for like a couple months it was on there. And then it just wasn't. So If I just missed my window, that's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna have to go back and find another way. I think was it you, Adesla, that tried to get me to watch Black AF? Black AF, yeah. And I watched one episode and I had to close that shit because it was just so <laughs> cringe. Like, and I saw What's like Black it's AF very about. It's basically. Well, I mean, I can blackish. <laughs> it's basically blackish. But oh, let me tell. Okay, let me break it down. Right, <laughs> Kenya Barrismore, the writer, wrote a show that's based around his life. That one was called blackish right it's about a black family that are quite wealthy and they're just doing life then that show was successful so he did he did a spin-off grownish with his daughter but then black af is just blackish but he's acting in it it's exactly the same (laughs) it's exactly the same script the same family the same dynamic he's just in it and i'm just so confused as to how it got (laughs) i told patricia to watch it yes okay oh yeah i was gonna say and you told patricia to watch no, because I wanted her to laugh as well. So you're just being a good friend. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Maybe you'd like it. Did I like it? It was a show that's on Netflix. So that's what I'd say. It's, it's, a, it's a show that's on Netflix. That's your chest. Did I like it? <laughs> I'm not going to say it's on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it's a show that's on Netflix, but people did. I, yeah, that, that's all I've got to say. But moving on, let's talk about Bridgerton. Let's talk about Bridgerton. Right, what did you guys think? Or oh, start me, start me off. I'm going to let Adesala start because she's the one that told me to watch it. So I feel like she should start. All right. Before I start, before I start, let me just tell everyone who doesn't know what Bridgerton's about, what Bridgerton's about. So um, Bridgerton is a popular, it's the most popular Netflix show actually of all time. It's a romantic drama that focuses on the Bridgerton family and their love escapades. I would describe it as Downton Abbey meets Gossip Girl with just a sprinkle of Fifty Shades, but Patricia says Fifty Shades of Grey doesn't fit in, but I feel like there's a bit of, there's a bit of Fifty Shades in there. That's, that's what I'd say. Do you know what? <laughs> the more you say it now, the more I see it, especially with Simon. You see it? I, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I I'll saw let, bum cheeks. Land. That's what I would say. I saw bum cheeks on that show. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expected to see bum cheeks. I saw them, so that's it. Oh my God. <laughs> but back to Lucy's question. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I was what okay Adesala told me to watch it and I was very much like let me just keep an open mind because I was really worried that people had overhyped it because everyone was talking about it everyone was like the duke this the duke that so I was just like right let me just go in see what everyone's saying um and I ended up being really sucked in I have I, I honestly cannot lie to you like I really did enjoy it 
I feel like Adesi was bang on the money when she said it's a bit like Gossip Girl with like Downton Abbey because you have like this Victorian era. But it's just like following them, just sort of trying to find a husband essentially. But they just make it seem so entertaining. I just feel like a turning point was episode six. Like if I said episode six, everyone will know what I'm talking about. But no, I thought it was good. Like I definitely enjoyed it. Waiting for season two because the last episode had me a bit spun. I wasn't expecting the whole thing with Penn. I'm not convinced, but I'm just going to let them do what they need to do to convince me. So yeah. What did you think of Desi? (laughs) <laughs> I liked Bridgerton. I think it was, um, I think it's what we needed in the time that we're in, to be honest. Like, it was a bit of, you, you literally escaped into a different time period where everything, all that matters is if you find a husband. And I was just like, I'm here, I'm here for it. <laughs> Initially, I was concerned because I thought like it was going to be really hyped. But I think what hooked me was probably the music. Like, I really liked their little renditions. When I heard a bit of Billie Eilish, a bit of Ariana Grande via the strings, I was like, guys, this is vibe. Like, I'm here for it. And yeah, I just, I like Bridgerton. Overall, is it worth the hype? I'd say it is. I'm happy that it's doing well. I'm happy that people like it. So yeah, Lucy, what do you think? So for a bit of context, I, <laughs> I've i been in a very weird lockdown because the first lockdown, I moved to my boyfriend's house. The second lockdown, he moved to mine. This third lockdown, we're moving in together soon. So we decided to spend it apart. But he only lives around the corner. So we go on walks and we go like, we're like we're like a Regency era courting environment. Like we can't touch, we can't kiss, <laughs> and so we just walk alongside each other and like catch up, and then we're like bye, <laughs> and then we leave. <laughs> and so I felt like it was really representative of my life right now. And also, right? Do you find that the sexy bits? Am I a child? I had a sex podcast for three years, <laughs> and I'm like, the sexy bits. you know, like the hot bits that aren't actually that hot suddenly become really hot because they're not allowed to do anything. I definitely like the moments where like he takes her glove off. Um, oh my goodness, what's his character called? Simon. Simon takes um, Daphne's glove off like maybe in the third or fourth episode in a dream. <laughs> and I was like, I'm fanning myself by the way. <laughs> like hot under the collar. Just from like, yeah, maybe I'm just touch deprived right now, but it really hit a point. Like just... It hit a spot like internally for me, not like. Do you know what it was? Yeah, it was when Simon asked um, Daphne, like she was really clueless, really innocent, and he was like, "Do you touch yourself?" And I was just like, "Okay, (laughs) that that was okay." (laughs) I was was not ready for that moment. (laughs) Simon, is this what you're on? God, (laughs) I also just didn't like it was. It wasn't necessary. But it was quite a funny thing <laughs> yeah. to have happened. Like, <laughs> To be honest, it was something that I think the reason everyone is shocked is just because no one was expecting it to play mm. a role in the series. Mm. Like you think it's just all, you really think it's going to be like Gossip Girl, just like really like Pride and Prejudice-y. And then next, like you just see every, well, everyone's going all at it. Simon and Penelope, not, it's not Penelope. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Daphne. <laughs> That'd be a different show. Yeah, that would be a really different show. <laughs> Simon and Daphne going all at it, all locations, all vibes. But you know, like, I guess that's just the life they're living right now, isn't it? (laughs) But what is interesting is the fact that Bridgerton, because it was set on like the eight books, each book focuses on a different member of the Bridgerton family. Oh my God, so who are we getting next? Do we know? The Viscount, apparently. The, her brother. (laughs) Well, the older brother. 
The older brother, yeah. No. Oh my god, that's exciting. I don't know if it's exciting though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was going to say exciting. the same thing. I don't know if it's that exciting because I think there's about three, maybe four, of the Bridgerton family that I'd probably be, probably be invested in, and I think all eight, maybe not. I think we can't. I think we shouldn't underestimate Shonda Rhimes, man. She's a woman who's been churning True. out series for years. Mm. <laughs> like Grey's Anatomy yeah. has how many seasons? Like fourteen, and there's still like a loyal fan base. <laughs> and like every show she has has at least like seven seasons. So I think she could do it. I think you'd be hooked. I hope so. Maybe I just I don't know. I feel like the Bridgertons that I'd be interested in. He's obviously like kind of next because they've set his character up. But also, we know so much about his character already. I don't know what other storyline would be as fulfilling as the one we've just had. Mm. If it's the same guy I'm thinking of, they really developed his character like loads. <laughs> so I don't know what's next. I kind of don't want them to sort of focus on like one character where you can notice that it's like one character is the main character. I kind of liked how everyone's experiences were interweaved with one another. Um, so I don't think I would want to just suddenly shift from Daphne to like a brother and then have her in the background. I kind of want it all to be sort of, I don't know, as one. But like, they've already had their baby. Like he's, he's fought his biggest battle. He gave birth to, well, they gave birth to a son. Like what else is meant to happen? Is he going to reject can the child? He can't. That? Yeah. <laughs> can we talk about that weirdness? <laughs> Why does it cut to her having the child at the end of the entire, like, I didn't need that to fulfill the whole storyline. I really didn't need that. And yet they did it anyway. And it's fine. But I just feel like he's been ungrateful for like seven episodes. And then in the eighth, they're like, oh, wow, a loving it's father. A <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what? It, yeah, it's odd. I, I wanted it to have a different resolution. What, what would you have liked? What would you like to have seen? Something that didn't jump 10 months to the future. Like something that <laughs> felt more in the moment. We'll have the baby in the next season. Give mm. it, you know, it can wait. I just think it doing it then and there without any other context just felt really weird. But also I'm not feeling very baby at the moment because I don't know about you, but every other influencer on my stories is having a child right now. So I think maybe I'm like anti-child. <laughs> just for you the know, time being. That's interesting. But Patricia, what did you think like overall about it in general? I mean, yeah, no, I feel like I agree with Lucy. It just, I felt like it would have made more sense to have that kind of develop in the second season. Because as a viewer, you're kind of going from this whole, like the whole season is basically about how much he doesn't want to have a child. And, and then suddenly the season ends with him having a child and he's so pleased by it, which didn't really make any sense as a viewer. I can't lie to you. But that being said, their story's kind of like run its course then essentially because there's the resolution. So I'd be interested to see how their relationship develops and how their family changes into the second season. Yeah, definitely. Do you guys feel like their love was true love? Like, I feel like that's a big question. I do, I do, because they became friends first. But do I think it's a healthy love? Whole (laughs) other thing. Yeah, that might be it, you know. Yeah. Because you see relationships like that in real life and you're like, this is me giving a side eye <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> I side eye everyone in those relationships. I feel like on Simon's part, I feel a little bit more convinced 
low-key, just because he was so anti-relationship, so anti-everything, and Daphne being the one to kind of break him out of that, I can I can see it. Like, I can, I can be convinced by that because he was obviously going to have the pick of his ladies. Like, everyone was tripping over him and he wasn't paying any attention to the rest of the girls. He was like, Daphne, you're the one. Daphne, on the other hand, I don't know. <laughs> I, d- I don't know what it is, but I'm just not as convinced about Daphne. Adesala, thoughts? Weigh in. Do you think their love was real? No? Yes? Oh, I would <laughs> love for it to be true love. But in real life, if a Simon approached me, I'd say he's a walking red flag, man. And you need to see a therapist because this is not good. <laughs> and That's I would facts. date him. <laughs> oh, I would and I'd be like, come here. <laughs> so Hello, so I'm vulnerable. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, definitely. Daphne was every girl that's like, I can change him. He's going to want it for me. He's going to want that child for me. Girl. Because I was literally thinking, if I knew a Daphne in real life, I'd be the friend messaging her like, don't pick up his call. (laughs) Don't let him talk to you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I'm sure she did change him in the end, I guess. But I think that resolution did come a bit too quickly. Like, I think they should have just like, they should have left it when they were just all happy again. I don't think they should have had the kids straight away. It was too... It's too quick. Mm. Made me question everything. But do you think, like, in future seasons, their their marriage is going to be happy, or do you think it's going to start to fall apart? I think it might fall apart. I think you're right. I don't want it to. I I'm like Odessia, like a happy ending. Like I want the happy ending through and through. Um, but as you said, it came too abruptly. Whereas, like, can I have the happy ending in two more seasons? Like, just yeah. Um. So everyone, I was thinking, if you were in Bridgerton what character would you be like who do you resonate with the most that's a great question can i tell you my favorite character yeah Who's go your favorite? oh my goodness i can't remember her name but um it's uh simon's kind of aunt or like his um oh, yeah. like mother figure oh my goodness i loved her i loved everything she wore i loved her character like i just thought she was so cool so in my mind i'm her why can i not remember her name Lady Danbury. Lady Danbury. Yeah. Lady Danbury's the best. Like, she's my favourite. Am I actually her? Probably not. I'm probably (laughs) Pen. But in my heart, I'm her. What about you, Patricia? Just a side note, I saw a post from Netflix and apparently you can change your Netflix um, icon, like picture, to be a character from Bridgerton. So you could literally have it be Lady Danbury, Simon or whatever, which I thought was pretty cool. Guys, who is yours? Who's your Who's your character on Netflix? Like, as in I your icon? I don't oh. have anyone yet. What? Mine's Jamal from On My Block. Have you watched On My Block? I don't think mm, so. Yeah, no. Jamal, oh, Jamal's the crazy one. You guys need to watch it. He's the best character. That's who I, mine is. What about you? <laughs> I think, oh no, wait, have I even got one? Maybe I haven't changed it. I did it on Disney Plus. I've just realised I did it so Kim Possible. <laughs> but I don't know who I am. Oh, that's a vibe. Are you? That's so good. Um, wait, so your, which character would I... Character? My favourite character. Or who would you be? Who would you be? I think in terms of favourite character, it might be... Oh, this is actually so hard. There are so many characters as well. I definitely kind of want to say... I don't know if she'd be my favourite character, but I probably most identify with Daphne's mum. 
I feel like I could be quite um, a mother figure and I just liked how she wasn't in that whole clique with the rest of the mums. She wasn't like pushing her daughter. She was very much just like, I need you to be happy. And she was just like so supportive, like a cute little mother hen. But I'm a little bit intrigued about like who her husband was because he obviously passed away Mm. and like what her relationship was like. So I feel like that would be the character I would be. Don't really know about favorite characters though. I don't know. Maybe the queen, you know, Loki. She was crazy. She's she was hilarious. high off her head all the time. So good. <laughs> Doing snuff. <laughs> that was wild that they just put like drugs in the middle of it. Yeah. Like we hadn't seen any of it in the entire show. <laughs> and it was like, oh, and the queen takes drugs. Like, continues that story. At first, I thought she really wanted the king dead because she'd be like, they would just like, her servants would walk into the room and just be like, it's about the king. And she'd be like, is he dead? And I'd be like, why do you keep going to like, whether he's dead or not? But it turns out he was a bit mad. The queen is actually based on Queen Charlotte, who was a member of the royal family, who's technically, well, they believe that she was like the first mixed race member of the royal family. And she married a mad king. So the king was actually mad. So they actually based it around her, which is interesting. But side note, back to what I wanted to say. My character, to be honest, I like a bit of Penelope. I love Penelope. I think she's going to blossom. I think she's going to have a Princess Diaries moment. She's going to really do a little transformation and be all happy. So I'd probably be Penelope. But I think I'd be, if I could be a mix, it'd be like Penelope and Eloise together because Daphne gets a bit annoying sometimes. I feel like... Mm. she's always like you don't know how hard it is to be pretty like me <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's such a tough life <laughs> see i found um eloise the most irritating character not through fault of her own but because they've written her really badly in my opinion why would you write a character that was like a female character who's meant to be the empowering character just being like, I like books and nothing else and I have yeah. no interest other than being nosy and books. And it was just, I don't know, it felt really lacking self-awareness. But don't you also feel like that's just because she's young? Like, imagine like, I feel like she's like maybe like 15. Well, I, that's how I'm guessing. She's about 15. Like, you're just annoying at that age. <laughs> and when you're obsessed with something, you go over it. All the same though, I feel like, Everyone seemed to have a little bit more, they were just a little bit more 3D, a little bit more multifaceted. Like Penn, she was just as intelligent as Eloise, if you you ask me. She could comment on the things that were going on around her, but there was just a little bit more, I don't know, she was just a little bit more interesting as a character. I just felt like, do you know what, yeah? I think Eloise in my head is equivalent to, sorry, modern family daughter that we found really annoying. Alex, do you get what I mean? They just put them there as a direct contrast to everyone else in the family or the other women in the show to be like, oh, I don't care about marriage and I don't care about courtship. You know, I'm about kind of like independence and intelligence and books. But at the same time, it's kind of like you're doing yourself a disservice by just only having them talk about that and relate to that sort of thing when they, she could have so many more interests than that. Do you know what I mean? So what did you want Eloise to do? What did you want from her? I just think a bit more personality. Yeah, you're right. The three-dimensional thing. That's exactly what I wanted from her. Wow. I, don't, I thought Eloise was annoying, but I just thought she, I thought she was just a younger sister. Like, she's just a bit jarring. <laughs> That's how I thought she was. But did you guys think Lady Whistledown was forced? Do you think she was needed? I'm surprised they revealed. That's the big thing for me. I was expecting that to remain a secret, like Gossip Girl style. 
for the whole shebang. That would have been a lot, though. Yeah. And I mean, I stopped watching... Do you remember Pretty Little Liars? Did either of you watch Pretty Little oh Liars when God. you were younger? Yeah. I stopped watching after that. the first season. Yeah. And then I Googled <laughs> who it was because I just couldn't be bothered. So maybe they did the right thing because they knew audiences would lose interest otherwise. I don't know. I... I just... I was surprised that they revealed it to be... Well, they alluded it to be Penn. I was just really surprised by that, to be honest. Just didn't see it coming. So I guess they did their job, but... Did you, do we think did that you know, I I guessed it. I guessed it. By episode six, I knew. Really? But I wasn't she watching takes so little interest in Eloise investigating. Yeah. I was like, she's got to be it. I thought she was just obsessed with Colin. That's why I thought she wasn't interested in Miss Wilson. But now you're saying that. I'm like, oh, I don't know who I thought it was. To a... No, I thought it was... Um, no, I didn't. I'm lying. I haven't got any clues. I was just waiting for them to tell me. Yeah. I didn't even bother trying. I was just like, they're going to tell me at some point. I think the most surprising thing for me is just that, so kind of like the first half of Bridgerton, I was very much, oh, I, I really like Penn. Like she was just so cute, so pure, just bubbly. But then the way they just spun her character to be someone who could like think of this elaborate plan. I don't know. She seems scary to me. Like she could do some fuck shit. And we're just not ready for it. So I'm kind of like a little bit wary about her character. Also, how is she printing it and how is she distributing it? How? And no one clocks who you are. Like, there's not that much clarity on how a 15-year-old has the finances from from a house full of debt to be getting it printed and sending it everywhere. You're right. This is so true. Like, how is how is this happening? But guys... We have done a lot of talking about Bridgerton and we have to move on to the next part of the podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We're moving on to the second half of the podcast where Desi and I take a scene from the show and come up with our own versions of what should have happened. Our guests will pick their favourite and you guys can join in using the hashtag TWBpod. Sorry, I clap my hands like a happy seal. I forget they can't see this on Zoom. Like, on Zoom and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> the next bit. So Patricia, do you want to break down what the next part of the podcast is? Okay, so basically, Adesala and I have picked a scene from Bridgerton, and the scene is where Marina and Penn are in, I think it's Penelope's room, 
And she's basically trying to convince Marina not to go ahead with, you know, pursuing Colin because she secretly likes him, but she doesn't reveal that to Marina. So that's the scene that we've kind of picked from Bridgerton. And what we've done is we've developed alternative versions of that scene. And we've decided that Penn is actually going to reveal to Marina that she does love Colin. Oh my God, this is so exciting. Um, So basically my scene is where obviously Penn tells Marina that she loves Colin and Marina doesn't take too kindly to that. So there's a little bit of tension, a little bit of conflict, but there's a little bit of a resolution with a slight twist. I guess it's a twist. I'm going to hope it's a twist, but that's the vibe. Marina is gushing to Penn about Colin and how he'll be a great father to her unborn child, even if he doesn't know it yet. Pen is fiddling with her nightgown and sipping her tea, trying to seem unbothered, but failing. Marina doesn't notice and keeps talking. She's sitting in front of the mirror in Pen's room, brushing her hair and imagining her future, when she realises she hasn't heard Pen speak in a while. She spots her reflection in the mirror and notices Pen crying, and runs over to the bed to try and comfort her. Marina asks her what's wrong, and after lots of sniffling, Penn admits that she's in love with Colin and hopes to marry him. Marina laughs until she clocks that Penn is serious and jumps up from the bed. Desperate not to let this opportunity with Colin slip away, Marina tells Penn that he will never go for her, that she's too young, too chubby and too ugly. Each word hits Penn like a bullet and her face clouds over in resentment. Marina's words trickle to a stop, fearful of the look on Penn's face. Penn tells her that she's going to tell Colin the truth about Marina and runs towards the door, pulling on her nightgown as she does. Marina bolts after her, grabbing at Penn's nightdress, begging her not to betray her, wailing, tears streaming down her face. Penn pushes Marina off her, who falls to the ground and immediately grabs onto Penn's ankles. Desperately, she relents and says she'll break things off with Colin and help set Penn up with him instead. Penn turns around abruptly, smiling, and agrees to the plan before calmly walking back into her room. Marina is about to follow, but Penn's quick switch from angry to calm alarms her, so she makes a decision to secretly sabotage Penn's relationship with Colin while pretending to do the opposite. She turns and heads back to her own room and shuts the door behind her. She takes the letters from her lost lover from the drawer in her nightstand, and caresses them before she throws them into the fireplace. Rough. That was a lot. I love it though. I'm really Pretty nervous. Sure I, like I like the sound effects as well. I-, I think it worked really, really well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was great. Okay, before you share your opinions, let's just play a desolate scene. But do you want to intro yours? In my scene, um, Penelope and Marina are talking and she decides to, Penelope decides to take matters into her own hands. And we see that journey and we see, yeah, that, that, that's it. Marina tells Penelope about her plan to make a move on Colin. Penelope panics and tries to convince her against it. She blurts out that she's in love with Colin and Marina pauses, takes a long sip of her tea and smirks then says that the best women win. What? How on earth will Penelope win against the house beauty? Nonetheless, she deserves a chance and tomorrow's ball is the perfect opportunity. 
She pours out her heart in the love letter to Colin and is ready to hand it to him at the ball. The next day, she decides that the yellow dress that her mum bought her is not helping her image, so she secretly goes to the dressmakers and buys a stunning red dress. On the day of the ball, she tells her family that she's not feeling well. They leave without her. We arrive at the ball and Marina is talking to Colin. Suddenly, Penelope makes a Cinderella entrance in her red dress, and for the first time, all eyes are on her. She takes a deep breath and confidently steals Colin for a dance. He tells her that the red dress suits her, but Marina's evil eye is watching. They get closer and she hands him a letter and whispers that she likes him. Colin's surprised, but before he can respond, Marina pretends to faint in the middle of the dance floor. Everyone rushes to her, including Colin, who abandons Penelope. We enter the room where they're tending to Marina. She's fine, but Colin is worried. Penelope's frustrated because he can't tell that he's being deceived. Desperate to gain his attention, she blurts out that Marina's pregnant. Shock hits everyone, including Penelope. Colin stares in disbelief before accusing Penelope of making up a lie out of jealousy of Marina. He throws her unopened love letter into the fire and says he does not reciprocate her feelings. Penelope runs out humiliated. She's got a notepad and pen ready and Miss Whistledown will certainly make them both pay. Hmm. That was a roller coaster. It was. Oh my God. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Is that your Bridgerton accent, Patricia? I don't know what accent that was. That was my surprise accent. What are your thoughts? What's your vibe? How are you feeling? Adasi, why the red dress? Because I just think yellow has not been serving her well. And if it was up to Penelope, she would choose red. And she's like, she's got red hair. She's got a red dress. I think red will be her colour. Like, she would look nice. So I think she also just wanted to be seen. And this is her first opportunity of being seen. In both of yours, Marina is quite vindictive. Why did you both portray her like that? Like, Do you know what? Yeah. I feel like with me and Odessi's there's a bit of a difference because Marina was like vindictive straight up. But in mine, I think desperation was her driving act. I think the worst case scenario would have been being found out that she was pregnant, unmarried and having that be revealed to everyone. And I think desperation made her beg Penn not to reveal it. But it was also that fear of seeing that dark side to Penn that made her just think, whoa, okay, maybe let me not give her everything that she wants maybe let me just try and keep something back you know just in case so I feel like it was definitely more tactical and more of a defense mechanism than actively just being vindictive just because I went for vindictive because I think in the series they kind of portrayed her as that like we knew her we knew her character we knew that she was in love with her soldier man but she was also willing to trap her match she was willing to trap Colin in a marriage with a baby that wasn't his and I was just like if you can happily do that knowing that someone likes Colin, like, I just think that's a bit mean, man, like. This is very, a very tough call, guys. This is hard, because both were very good scenes. Do you have any more questions for us, or have you have you asked everything you needed to ask? Those are my main questions. I mean, I have a question. I was just really intrigued about why you had Colin more involved in your scene. I think it was quite, it was really harsh for him to sort of like throw Penn's letter into the fire and be like, I'm not interested in you at all. Cause they were friends, like they were really good friends. 
So I was just like, wow, he's really going to cut her off like that. Like, what made you? I think mine was just more of a take of like how boys are blinded when they find a girl pretty, essentially. And in all honesty, like, I just think with Colin, I think potentially, I think Colin and Penelope will get together later on. But it's just a situation that he likes Marina. He thinks she's beautiful. And then Penelope telling him this is just, it's just a shock. Everything's a shock. So for for, for Penelope to stay out, make such a big statement, he just assumes that she's jealous of someone who's beautiful. And like, even though it's a bad reflection of Colin, I also just think it like reflects society at the time. Wow, I'm doing English literature seminar. <laughs> I feel like it reflects society at the time. And I just wanted to show that they're both immature right now. They'll probably get together when they're older. Okay. So before you pick Lucy, um, Patricia and I do this thing where we have 10 seconds to justify or beg for our pictures to be picked. <laughs> I love it. Patricia, since yours went first, you're gonna go first. All right, three, two, one, go. Pick mine because you see the dark side of Penelope without her doing too much. It's got that Lady Whistledown vibes. Plus you have Marina who is very vindictive to slyly undercut Pause. Her. It's over. Your time's up. Sorry, mate. <laughs> that was well short. Done. I, yeah, 10 seconds is so quick, right? All right. So I have 10 seconds up for you, Adesi. Okay. Right. 10 seconds starts now. Pick mine because Penelope actually... <laughs> she gets to be herself. Wait, wait, wait. I lost my words. I've lost my words. Please. No, please. You fumbled that. Please give me another chance, guys. Give me another chance. Do you know what? I'm nice. nice. You're actually going to give me another chance. I will give you another chance because you fumbled that. I got stuck at the word Penelope (laughs) and it just didn't didn't come out. Okay. Right. Let's redo that. Take two. Okay. Okay. All right. 10 seconds starts now. Pick mine, because Penn gets to decide who she wants to be putting herself out there. We see the true side of Colin, but also who Marina is. And we see a journey unfold. And Okay, that's it. Happen. That's it. All right. Okay. I'd like to um, offer my rationale for my decision. So I feel like, personally for me, Patricia's was more realistically what might have happened in the show. And showed some really nuanced sides of both characters. However, Odessi's one was uh, more melodramatic and channeled that Bridgerton melodrama, but also at the same time, like, developed the characters way more in one scene than I could even imagine them being developed in one episode. So, for that reason, <laughs> Odessi's one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank wow. you so much. That Lisa. honorary mentions to Patricia because you, you did a great scene. Audrey mentioned I'm the only other one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. The school it's scene okay, has jumped out. There's no bad blood. Adesla's was good. I have Thank to hand you. it to you. I have to hand it to you. Thank you, Patricia. Lucy, you made my day. I can't lie. I'm <laughs> so glad. Thank you so much. I feel at peace with life. But guys, I can't lie. We have practically come to the end of our episode of TWD. Wow. Time flies and it's been fun. Um, yeah, <laughs> thanks so much for having me, guys. This has been so much fun. Yeah, so that's it for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, follow us at the TWB pod on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can join in the conversation using the hashtag TWB pod.
What show should we talk about next? Let us know by dropping us an email at thethatwouldbangpod at gmail.com. And let us know if you think Lucy made the right decision because we don't know, man. If Patricia won, let us know. Um, Make sure you follow us wherever you subscribe to podcasts and don't forget to leave a review and five stars because I feel like this was a five-star episode. So leave five stars, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) But you can follow me at Adia Desi. And you can follow me at double underscore PDVR. And you can follow Lucy at... At I am Lucy Moon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So until next week, guys. Bye. 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 That's it for today's episode, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, follow us at the TWB pod on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can join in the conversation using the hashtag TWBpod. If you like what you heard, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Acast app, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you love what you heard, drop a rating and a cheeky review. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.